2: Election College, episode number 311, John F. Kennedy.
1: Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts... Jason Goff and Ben Smith.
2: Jason, here we are, apart again.
0: Yeah, it was like you were just here. I'm still in the driver's seat of the truck. You're not in the passenger seat.
2: Have you even moved since then? Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. I guess we'll never know. I did. Okay.
0: Because It was friggin' hot this weekend. Yeah, how was it? How th- how did you fare in the RV? We left. <laughs> yeah, we would take drives during the day. Yeah. And then I realized that there's a vent right on the air conditioner that was closed. Oh. Like right on the unit. Didn't realize that.
2: So it could have been cooler all along.
0: It could have been. Well. I'm never going to admit that,
2: though. The things you know later on.
0: I will never speak publicly about
2: not knowing that there's a vent
0: on the air conditioner.
2: You're not going to tell thousands of listeners on a podcast? Nope. Okay. Cool. Hey, so today we are going to talk about John Fitzgerald Kennedy. We've all heard of him, right? JFK?
0: Yeah. I
2: think so. I think so. Uh, So John Fitzgerald Kennedy was born on May 29th. Of 1917 in Brookline, Massachusetts. We all know about the Massachusetts Kennedys, right? I mean, kind yeah. of a big name. He was uh, the
0: first president born in the 1900s. Really?
2: You're yeah, right. I think you're, yeah, you're right. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, he was born to Joe Kennedy, who was pretty well known. Also, not necessarily. Uh, destitute and poor. They were a wealthy family. And his grandfather, P.J. Kennedy, was already in politics. He was a member of the Massachusetts state legislature. And his grandfather, uh, John Fitzgerald, was a U.S. congressman. He was also the mayor of Boston. So he comes from a line already. And, you know, we see that line continue after the fact of people who are in politics and who are notable wealthy figures, for sure.
0: Hey, I've got some trivial trivia. Okay. Not about JFK, but about Boston. Cool. Do you know where Boston got its name? Hmm. I do not. Boston, England. But actually, Boston, England got its name from the parish Church, which is actually a huge, huge church, but it's not a cathedral. Yeah. It looks like it should be, but it's called St. Bartoff's. Uh-huh. St. Bartoff's Stone. Take that, lump it all together. St. Bartoff's Stone, Boston, Boston, Boston. Wow. Where did you learn that? Uh, We were in Boston, England. (laughs) 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 And that's, yeah, like half of the population of Boston came to Boston. That's interesting,
2: for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Boston, I don't know, four or five times. And I've gotten to see some of the sites and some of the historical markers. Most of the time when I'm there, I'm there for a conference, so I don't get to see a lot. But there's just so much in such a small space that's, like, integral to our country. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm really interested about the topography of it because, you know, Boston's actually gotten bigger.
2: Right. Like Land-wise? Yeah, it's like 60% of the stuff people actually go to in Boston now is... On ground that didn't exist before
0: absolutely nuts
2: yeah i mean new york city is like that to some extent i mean not quite as much of it but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of new york city that um didn't exist 200 years ago yeah 300 years ago yeah
0: absolutely crazy i'm sure john f kennedy would have known a lot about both places that's true Yeah, Guess we can get back to talking about him how do you like that segue
2: i suppose so uh so john has a few siblings like eight uh, (laughs)
1: siblings
2: (laughs) that you, you know a lot of them we we know about we've heard about um you got joseph jr rosemary kathleen eunice patricia bobby robert Jean and ted or edward so they come from a big irish catholic family and yes that means that jfk is going to be our first and so far only Catholic president we've had presidents from many different Protestant denominations, and uh, some who have been more religious and some who have been less religious, but so far j f k is the only Catholic president.
0: It just blows me away because of all the you know Supreme Court justices and yeah House members and Senate members who have been
2: Catholic for a long time you know in the in the early to mid 1900s it was that was really a scare tactic if somebody was running for president or even thought about it and they were catholic you know it was it was derided Um, yeah people people did not like catholics in the u.s at least as far as for a president for a long time even though it's like one of the it's the largest christian denomination there is yeah it's crazy because people
0: thought oh the pope he's going to rule the country but right. we're talking about baby JFK here. We're not talking right. about President JFK. You're right.
2: You're right. Getting ahead of ourselves.
0: Yeah. So, like we were talking about, he had connections to both Massachusetts and New York. And he spent the first 10 years of his life there in Massachusetts. And then his family picks up and moves to. New York because his dad has all these things going on in Wall Street and he's moving up in the world Joe Kennedy is and JFK he's attending school joining the Boy Scouts doing the things that you know a Catholic kid would do up east because right like doesn't
2: every Catholic church have like a Boy Scout troop I think that's probably accurate something like that i think it's like squares and rectangles you don't have to be a boy scout to be catholic but if you're catholic you almost have to be a boy scout oh i don't think that's actually true but i know a lot of uh, roman catholic individuals who were boy scouts yeah yeah
0: so anyway the kennedys they spend the school year in new york and then they go up to hyannis port mass for the holidays and that includes christmas too except sometimes they would go to their winter retreat in palm beach florida because why not true and kennedy has an appendectomy when he's 13 years old so it's not that big of a deal nowadays especially if you're right near a hospital but if you're in 1931 and your appendix ruptures or has some trouble that's kind of a big deal So in April of 1931, that happens to boy John F. Kennedy. He has an appendectomy, and he has to withdraw from school for a year. He begins attending Cohate, which is a prestigious boarding school in Connecticut. He's there for his high school years. And all during these years of him going to high school and shortly thereafter... He's got some illnesses going on and while he's got all these illnesses you know like being suspected of possibly having leukemia uh, until he's diagnosed with colitis he's kind of a rebel
2: yeah he has a little group that they call the muckers muckers club and at one point they actually take a toilet seat and they you know, blow it up with a firecracker and um, the, the headmaster was not very fond of that little prank at the time in September of 1935 oh and we should mention that even though he was sick all throughout high school and you know had some health problems he was still a very good student and voted most likely to succeed and all those good things I, I think that was probably accurate but uh, in September of 1935 he goes over to London with his parents and his sister and he goes over there thinking that he may study, uh, but he's too sick. he's He's not able to to study in England and he ends up having to come back home to the US. He uh, is diagnosed with you know some kind of gastrointestinal illness and there's you know multiple years there where he is just uh, really unable to... to to function in school or to to take further education because of the illnesses that he's facing. And that's something that's going to plague John for, you know, the rest of his life.
0: Yeah. Plague and motivate him, right?
2: True. Yeah.
0: It gets better, and he, in 1936, serves as a ranch hand at a place in Arizona. Get that. Hey, I've just recovered from being deathly ill. Now I'm going to go work on a ranch. Yeah, that's pretty so, it's pretty incredible. So he's pretty driven. And in 1936, he enrolls at Harvard. His application essay is, like, amazing. No, it's not that amazing. He says, I... Wish to go to Harvard because it can give me a good liberal education, and it's not just a college; it's a school where I will be recognized as a Harvard man. And who wouldn't want to be a Harvard man?
2: He basically says, "I want to go to Harvard because my dad went, and it has a prestige about it. And I mean, everybody knows that's true, but I don't. It's kind of a weird thing to say in an application. I want to go there because it's cool." it'll make me be cool it's funny we have a close
0: family friend here in pennsylvania and um we were just getting to know her and my wife asks her oh where did your son go to school and she says harvard yeah (laughs) And, and she's like oh how do you respond to that you know right
2: you just you just brush it off and pretend like it's not a big deal.
0: You know what You're I like, think Oh, where's yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. She goes, Oh, that's where Conan O'Brien go- went. So that that that's a good thing.
2: I didn't realise <laughs> Conan O'Brien went there. Yeah, I think there's um there's a lot of you know, actors and comedians that have gone to Harvard that you wouldn't assume had gone to Harvard, but they did.
0: Yeah. So Some, sometimes shut you it's, right up.
2: Yeah. Sometimes it's about uh your your ability and intelligence at other times It's about who you know and what kind of money you got. Yeah.
0: And if you're going to be the son of a Harvard guy, well, you might as well play sports, right? Because that's what you do. And he joins the swimming team. And he sails because that's what Kennedys do. They sail. And in 1937, he sails to France. He brings his convertible along because that's what you do when you're a Kennedy. And he drives around... Europe with his buddy, Lem Billings, who was one of the muckers and continues to be a cohort with Kennedy throughout his life. Yeah, they drive around Europe, and in 1938, he's like, hey, Dad, hey, brother, you want to come along and sail with me again? And he does. He sails all the way to Europe to work at the embassy in London, where his dad Uh, is serving as the ambassador
2: they probably sailed because it's really cool to go sailing across the ocean but also like we're only talking what 15-ish years after the first flight that's nuts it's crazy that in like another 20 years we're going to be on the moon but like air travel hasn't progressed a ton but i mean certainly there were transcontinental flights and everything uh and intercontinental flights but for sure this is um, his he he has not yet gone on the transatlantic flight and they sail across the across the ocean I think Jason we've been sailing not sailing, but we've been on a cruise together before I've been on the water lots of times I've never thought I want to I want to take this boat the whole way across the ocean
0: oh man no way no way for yeah. some reason I got this picture of Bill Murray and uh, what about Bob going I'm a sailing <laughs> oh boy, it was probably a bigger boat than that. Yeah, probably. I'm getting seasick thinking about sailing across the ocean with JFK.
2: Yeah. So when Kennedy was an upperclassman, he starts um, being much more interested in what he's learning about, learning about politics and political philosophy. Uh, He's a great student still and uh, really puts an emphasis on England and Munich and all sorts of different... uh, matters that have been going on and you know these things are obviously going to come into play in his interests later on as well and he was also really supportive of world war ii uh, not of world war ii but of the u.s being involved in world war ii and his father had always been pretty much an isolationist and jfk just really didn't believe that same thing um it really became a passion for him to to get involved in world war ii for sure
0: yeah, this actually affects the relationship between the Kennedys and the Roosevelts. Have you given this much thought? I learned this on the same trip when I went to Boston. England. Yeah. I can always have to say that. Like, That's right. I've been there. It's so cool. It is a really <laughs> cool place. Anyway, they actually had pottery in the garden, like the gardener outside this it, seriously, it's called a call parish church, but it is, if it were anywhere else, it'd be a huge, massive cathedral. Yeah. They had bits of pottery in the soil. And like the gardener was like, here you go. This is from the 18th, 1800s, and this one here is from the 1500s. Take wow. it, take it back to America. Anyway, Joe Kennedy being the ambassador to England, think about this for a minute what were the kennedys irish that caused a little bit of a rift and then this whole isolationist thing yeah the kennedys and roosevelt's they kind of had that
2: split so in 1940 jfk tries to go to the army's officer candidate school but because he has all sorts of lower back problems that are you know chronic um he's denied he's medically disqualified from being able to enter there and then Uh, Whenever he wants to go to the Naval Reserve, he ends up taking the help of the Office of Naval Intelligence, uh, who was a former friend uh, or co-worker of Joe Kennedy, his dad, and he was able to go to the Naval Reserve. And he joins the Office of Naval Intelligence in Washington, D.C. in 1941. In 1942, he gets transferred to Charleston, South Carolina, and he goes through all sorts of training and is really moving up the ranks there for sure. Um, He becomes a true military man, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah, and so his military career is pretty notable. I mean, he got the Navy and Marine Corps Medal, the Purple Heart, the Defense Service Medal, and, you know, a couple of others. And in his Navy and Marine Corps Medal uh, citation, He said that Kennedy unhesitantly braved the difficulties and hazards of darkness to direct rescue operations, swimming many hours to secure aid and food after he succeeded in getting his crew ashore. So he's a bona fide, certified, justified war hero.
2: For sure. Yeah, that's kind of one of the things like Kennedy is famous for so much that you don't really hear, at least I don't hear a whole lot about his military experience, but there were some pretty crazy things that he accomplished while he was there, well, not, not the least of which being saving his crewmates.
0: Yeah, and it's also worth noting that, you know, World War II, the Kennedys, it was Joe Jr. who was yeah. going to be the big-time politician. He was the one that everybody looked up to and, you know, was the athlete and had his health and all of that. But in August of 1944, he was killed. Um, He was volunteering for a special uh, mission, an air mission, and an explosive-laden plane blew up. And, yeah, he passed away over the English Channel.
2: Yeah. So in November of 1943, Kennedy's doctors say that he needs to be relieved of his command because, well, of all his ailments and his his back problems and uh, his other problems as well. Uh, he ends up going to Tulagi for hospitalization. He then, a few months later, goes back to the United States, and they treat him for his back injury, and he is released from active duty in 1944. He, that's still not the end, though. He is ends up being hospitalized in uh, Chelsea, Massachusetts. He earns a Purple Heart for his actions on the PT-109, and... They actually end up giving him, the, the Navy ends up giving him a bronze star medal uh, for meritorious service. Which, by the way, Jason, if you ever presented me with a bronze star of any kind, anything like higher than a sticker and told me it was for something good, let alone a bronze star medal from the Navy for meritorious service, I would take it. But he declines it. <laughs> and, um, you know, just saying that he he didn't feel that he deserved it or didn't need the recognition, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I mean that's pretty heroic of him. Yeah. I was, yeah, I, I believe that you would take it because like that key to the city that you made into a chain, you wear
2: that thing every day. <laughs> yeah, I wear it around my neck like a flavor Flave. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: Grand Grandmaster B Smith.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: B P Diddy Smith. Yep.
2: Yeah. Well, that is all the time we have for this episode. The first episode of who knows how many we're gonna have of JFK. Um, but next time when we come back, we're definitely going to get into where he starts getting into politics a little bit.
0: Yeah. So uh, take your tent and uh, hammer in those stakes. We're going to be camping out here for quite some time. And speaking of camping, no, not speaking of camping, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're a couple of your favorite cousins, Jason and Ben. We uh, really long to see your reviews because let's face it we don't do this for the money and that helps us keep this podcast going your encouragement so hop over to iTunes give us a rating and review and while you're at it do some shopping on Amazon using our affiliate link you can access that by going to electioncollege.com Amazon you'll be taken to Amazon you won't notice anything different but we get a cut out of everything that you buy because it's really
2: cool yeah that's nice Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.
1: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you.